Hello, welcome back to another blog read on rumorsology.physio. The title of today's blog um, is Juvenile Idiopathic Arthritis. Um, a little bit of news first up before we get into the blog, and I am sold out for course places in 2020, so we are now booking into 2021. Um, so head to my shop, rheumatology.physio forward slash shop and see what is available. There are a couple of shorter courses in January available to book. There's a few tickets left on those. I'll be adding some February dates imminently. Let's get into the blog. I have for a long time avoided this subject and I've decided to finally try and include this in my repertoire as the number of questions continues to increase. This is certainly an evolving area of knowledge for me and as a result this is not complete nor do I expect it to be free from errors. Keep an eye out for further blogs and resources on this subject as I'm able to learn more. The thing that finally tipped me over the edge was attending the BSR case-based conference this October. It provided information in a way I was able to digest and an understanding that these patients are going to arrive in our MSK clinics and it's remiss of me to completely ignore their existence any longer just because I find it difficult to understand. As usual, feedback is greatly appreciated and any further reading for me, please do send it my way. Please remember, this blog is not a replacement for clinical reasoning and if you are unsure, get advice. Introduction. Firstly, let's consider juvenile idiopathic arthritis, JIA, as an umbrella term for various types of arthritis that affect children. There are a few types that come under this term, much like the adult types of inflammatory arthritis. For the purposes of not blowing our minds, these are juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, JRA, juvenile spondyloarthritis, JSPA, both axial and peripheral, and of course juvenile to connective tissue disorders, JCTDs, like lupus. Of course it's lupus, it always makes me regret my specialism. What we shouldn't do is consider these young people versions of the adult conditions. They present differently and of course the assessment is rather different than adults. They occur across the spectrum of ages from very newborns to 18. There is some crossover and some 15 plus year olds will develop more adult appearing conditions. As with all things in medicine, there is no convenient hard line where suddenly they move into the adult diagnostic group. From what I have learned recently, you could do a lot worse than use adult symptomology to guide you and it would probably catch some of those presenting to you. But that's not going to cut it in places like FCP clinics or more challenging presentations. Presentation. The good news is that inflammatory pathology presents like inflammatory pathology, even when it's in children. So all those things we have learned regarding red, hot, swollen joints remain true with synovitis. Past medical history, family history and associated conditions remain the same as well. So we are still looking for other inflammatory conditions that will increase the risk of developing JIA. For example, uveitis, psoriasis, colitis. The less good news is the subjective nuance of symptomology is also the same, except in these scenarios it has to be gleaned from a child. I suspect in some cases, much like in adults, this will be very easy, in others very difficult. Really consider how you're going to ask about early morning joint stiffness, the effect of activity and rest, what happens at night, and other potentially affected joints. Affected joints. 50% of presentations are in oligoarthritis, one joint, 40% are polyarthritis, more than one joint, and 10% are in thesis related. 
Depending on the type of JIA you are faced with, these may be back pain, peripheral joint or joints, or a combination. The knee is commonly affected as a single joint, especially in boys with psoriasis or a family history of psoriasis. Back pain may not be particularly inflammatory, so be on a keen lookout for the associated conditions and be highly suspicious in eye conditions or inflammatory bowel disease. Impact on patients. The most impactful symptoms on patients are pain, low mood, inability to walk or run, fatigue, and swelling slash stiffness. As many as 40% of patients can have ongoing arthritis symptoms into adulthood, so early recognition, lifestyle, and activity management are vital. Moving forwards, refer suspected patients to paediatric clinics as appropriate in your area without delay. You can investigate if you deem appropriate, but this must not delay the referral. Educate about sleep, diet, maintaining activity levels as able, and consider referrals to manage mental health if necessary. End. I hope that this has been useful. I'll be aiming to delve into this in more detail as I can in the future, especially investigations and, um, and likely presentations. I'd be delighted to provi be provided with learning materials. I hope to create a module in my online course as well in the next few months. Please do get back to me any feedback you might have so that I can grow and improve, and I'll see you next time.